Glory to Jesus Christ. This gospel story we just heard might disturb us for many reasons. But I think that if somebody would ask us what touched us the most, for sure it will be not Christ's power because we know that he's God and he has power uh, over everything. It will be not that miracle of healing of that possessed man because we saw and we know of many other miracles he performed during his ministry. I think that what would disturb us the most is reaction of people who came to see what happened and they asked Jesus to leave. I think this most disturbing moment in this story and this moment is capture, captured in this story because it brings some kind of challenges to those who are listening on or reading this story. We might be surprised by those people ask Jesus to leave if they saw miracle which made one man free from demons. And he was after healing, after this miracle in full senses, it means that he was totally healed as a being. Why they ask him to live? If they were aware that among them there are many sick people, maybe not possessed in this horrible way as that man, but there are many people who were suffering from many diseases. Many people who had probably different problems. And now they have Christ there who has power to make miracles. And they asked him to live because of fear as it is written in gospel. What is the source of this fear? Why they were so scared that they asked this powerful God to go away? Well, many times oh, the reason is that they were able to see side effects which this healing brought. What was the side effect? They lost their swine. Who knows how they were thinking, but probably there will be question in their mind what, how, what else we can lose if we ask this man to stay with us 
and to heal us all. What are we going to lose? And they didn't know answer, but they felt that there would be some kind of disprise. So they chose to stay in the state when they were even carrying some kind of sicknesses and problems. But it was for them acceptable than to lose something unknown. And we can be amazed, and we can probably cannot understand why they were thinking this way. But it is easy to make this judgment when we are not in their position. But this, this story, or this part of the story is written to force us to think if in our case, in our life, if we are not doing the same thing, if we are not too scared to, to accept Christ totally to our life, to accept Him and to ask Him to transform our life and heal us. Well, for sure we don't say this. For sure we don't say aloud and, and somehow we, make, we don't make statements, yes, I, I'm asking Christ to live my life in these and these areas of my life. Even we don't admit that many times. But there, are, there is a behavior or way of life which does that. Even we are not aware of that. And there are really a lot of examples we can bring how this asking Christ to live is present in our life. And I chose just one for today. And uh, an inspiration was for me one man who approached me with some kind of problem. He was not able to discern if his behavior in one situation was sinful or not. He actually asked, Father, did I commit mortal sin? And he explained the situation, everything. I said, well, this is not mortal sin. And he was like pleased. He was happy. Okay. He, was re he felt relieved that it's not mortal sin. I understand it. Don't take me wrong. It's, it's, it was a good sign that he was taking care of his soul. But then I thought that, well, this is example, one of these example how we ask Christ to live from our lives. Because probably not the best formation or the best explanation that the best catechesis made us sensitive in that way that we are, we are looking and it is good case 
We are looking at life with these lenses of is my acting mortal sin or not? If it is not, we are satisfied. And we see ourselves okay in front of God. But we don't realize how this way of thinking goes against gospel. It goes totally against God's commandments. God, we don't find order in gospel and anywhere avoid mortal sin. We find something opposite. Christ gave us commandment. Be perfect. As perfect is your heavenly Father. Christ doesn't call us to look if we are already out of salvation through mortal sin. He doesn't call us to do this. He says to us, look, if you are holy as your heavenly Father is holy, this is order for our life. This is what we are supposed to do. This is what gospel teaches us. And this is not easy. Christianity is not easy. Religion. And somehow we know that because we hear this again again from gospel. But we are scared. To follow that. We say Christ. Go away. Because for me. It's enough. Just to avoid mortal sin. That I am not on my path to holiness. That I am not on my path to reach this perfectness with Holy Father. It's okay. I am satisfied with that. At least I don't have mortal sin. So go away. And we tell Christ, go away. We try to turn off his voice, which reminds us our calling to holiness. Because we are scared. We know that if I want to follow this, his commandment for holiness, for perfectness, it would have its price. If I try to please God in everything, so for sure I will need to change a lot of my habits. I would like to say goodbye to many of my activities which are not really co-shared, which are not aligned with the spirit of gospel. If I say that, well, I want this perfectness of holiness, 
which Christ ordered me, I know that my life would change totally. And I would start to prefer different things than I prefer now. And I don't want that. I prefer rather to risk my soul and to just live in this position, did I commit mortal sin or not? And this is something what is new. It's like last decades it came. Because before, Christians were nothing in this way. If we read writings of saints, we don't find there this discerning if it is mortal of sin or not. They didn't think about that. They were thinking about Am I holy already or not? Do my life pleases God in all aspects or not? Do I live in Christ or not? This desire for perfectness and virtues, this desire to be perfect in humility, chastity, and other virtues, this was the goal. Who knows what forced us to go on this very low level that we just take care. And even, look, even this is good if somebody takes care if I commit mortal sin or not. Many people even don't do this. But still, it is the lowest level of spiritual life which says that my relationship with Christ is dead. Despite of all my illusions and fantasies and pious thoughts and pious some, some kind of imaginations, because God doesn't take care, don't care about my fantasies and illusions. He looks if I follow his words. He doesn't say us, it's okay if you feel well, good, that this is okay, then you are fine. No, he doesn't say this. He say, do you keep my words? Do you follow my advice? Do you really follow the path I gave for you to new life through gospel. This is only one of many things through which we somehow silently asking God to live. He can transform our hearts. He can make us whole. He can make us holy. This is his wish.
So, I would like to offer you one ascetical practice which can help us to overcome this fear and to ascend higher in spiritual life. This exercise is in this prayer. O oh Lord, give me grace to please you in all things I am doing. To ask to pray this prayer many times and to act according to this prayer with desire. I don't want to do anything what is not pleasing to God. I want only do things which pleases God. If I pray this and follow this, yes. There will be changes. Many swines will go down. But the result will be our transformation, our holiness. We will receive this beauty in which we were created back. Amen.